Hey, Josh, how are you? Riesafarian, man. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I want to welcome everybody to episode three of Political Commute. And this is where uh, a video producer from New York calls uh, his friend, Josh Lebowitz, a producer, TV producer from uh, San Francisco, as Josh is driving to work. And Josh, tell me where you are right now. Right now, I'm looking at, I'm at where 580 and 80 meet. It's weirdly 580 east and 80 west are the same road. Go figure. Because they're basically going north and south. It's completely confusing for the first five years you live here, and then you sort of figure it out. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, it's, it's a, the good news, uh, commute, well, by the way, you did not mention your name, Chris Ryan, man, myth, mung bean, um, but you mentioned mine like seven times, which I appreciate, and my legions of fans, I'm sure, appreciate as well. So, I'm on this commute, it generally takes forever, the good news is it's Friday, which means it's a half hour shorter, generally, because everyone's like, yeah, screw it, I'm not going to work today, except for me. Uh, the bad news is it's raining cats and dogs, in this case it looks sort of like, mm-hmm ferrets and mongoose, mongoose, whatever was the plural that would be. So I think we're back to a sort of the usual hideously long commute. But, you know, it could have been better had it not been raining. So. All right, well, let's get into it. The point is to talk about politics because uh, we uh, really are not in politics, and so that's why this show is fascinating. That's absolutely. And, yeah, right. I thought the point was to talk about my commute, Chris, for at least another 25 minutes. But okay, right. you know, you're a strict taskmaster. What am I going to say? All right, well, let's talk, so, yeah, about, so, let's talk about last week. I mean, obviously, uh, it was a big week for Trump. Uh, we'll get to Bernie and Hillary later, but let's talk about the Republicans. Um, I want to bring up just Trump's press conference for a little bit because that was sort of, to me, like more like an infomercial. He had this huge display of wine, water, steaks— but 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 I'll tell you something, Josh. Actually, that turns out turns out that that was just Chris Christie's dinner table. <laughs> but a boom. Yeah. Been working yeah, on exactly. that. Been working on it that. Had, it, it had been pre-billed, apparently. And what are you going to do? Yeah, right. Here, Johnny, you take it. Okay. Uh, you know, let's talk about that because I don't have that much data on the press conference. I've been doing a little bit of research. We may actually be doing a well, politically themed spot for work, I don't know, so I've been doing a little bit more, like, looking at sound bites and stuff, and I just, every time I see that guy, he's orange, his hair is yellower, and his face is more and more orange. I guess orange is the new black, and uh, I'm like, he has nothing of substance, and then I guess I was looking at a little bit of snippets of the debate last night, not to change the subject, because I want you to tell us a little bit about the press conference, but you know, uh, Tapper was going on about, well, you know, you seem to, are you in any way, you know, ashamed or are you feeling guilty about all the violence that's been, you know, people have been just abusing these protesters at his rallies, have been cold cocking them and punching and shoving and spitting on them. It's disgusting. It's really becoming more and more, you know, Nazi Germany circa 1931-ish, 2-ish or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, I, I, I abhor violence. And he obviously wouldn't use that word, but he says, oh, no, I'm not guilty at all. And then, and then the beautiful moment in that exchange was Tapper, uh, Dick Tapper, you know, just starts reading some quotes of stuff that Trump had said on Mike at these rallies. Oh, beat the tar out of them. I'll cover your legal bills. You know, that kind of stuff. Very incriminating. And, of course, you know, when caught red-handed in a lie, 
He just gives us one of those faces, like one of those, hey, I'm a fourth grade bully, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Faces. Yeah, I, I, that, oh. that, that sus is oh. that, I mean, that, that analysis is perfect, Josh. That anal- but I did want to talk about this press conference where he, he, he yeah. it was more like a QVC show where he had the steaks, the water, the wine. And it <laughs> turns out, Josh, it turns out that none of those things are actually his. The steaks, <laughs> the steaks had a label on it that actually said Bush Brothers. Okay, the water. Lord. The water was something that he just gives out in his hotels, I believe. Uh, the wine. The wine. Um, this is what the the website of the wine says. Trump Winery is a registered trademark of Eric Trump Wine Manufacturing LLC, which is not owned, managed, or affiliated with Donald J. Wow. Trump. So. Wow. It's just to him. It's the all whole thing is a sham and a mockery and flim flam, and it's just it's all smoke and mirrors. There's no substance in this campaign at all. I know, but but the, hey, but the scary hey, part. I got it. The, I'll work on hey. The scary part is he uh, something is resonating with forty um, percent of the Republican electorate, and wow. um, I think that that's that's something that that. Really, everyone has to kind of, you know, roll up their sleeves, understand why, and figure yeah, out. Shut down Fox News is what we need to start doing. My God. I mean, this is what happens. It's, how long has Fox News been around? And that's, when I say Fox News, it's not just Fox News. That's, it's the dumbing down of political discourse. It's the dumbing down of TV news. It's making sound bites and, you know, CNN covering OJ for 40 billion days straight and then the plane goes missing, the, you know, Malaysian Airlines plane goes missing, and they cover that for 30 more days. So it's like, whatever happened to, like, substantive news of, you know, like, the, the issues? Let's discuss well, things I mean, that matter, not the Kardashians, not how big Kim's butt <laughs> has gotten or, you know, what stage in her transition yeah, Caitlyn Jenner is, right. but, you know, things that actually matter to us, like... Can we all get along? Why are police yeah. shooting black people all day long? Why, you know, why is well, there just disgusting income inequality? You know, why are the banks running rampant? And why can any huge billionaire give as much money as he wants and buy whatever, you know, politician he wants? These are, these are the big issues in America today. Yeah. Yeah. Not you know whoever had Botox or whatever. Well, everyone everyone is focused on this horse race right now. If you haven't noticed, so are we. Um, you know that's that's just kind of um, you know that's everyone is selling soap. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, everyone well, is selling that's soap. Literally, Les Moonves, I think at CBS said, "Look, I know it's bad for the country, but it's damn good for CBS." <laughs> <laughs> and, and and good for him for saying that on record. That's what everyone knows they're thinking. Yeah. That's exactly how they're operating. He's like, but I know Trump is a horror show. I know he's a train wreck. I know he's the end of, you know, intelligent political discourse in this country if allowed to continue. But it's making us money. It's sort of like he, Les Moonves, right now is the fossil fuel industry, if you think about it. He, he make, well, actually... The fossil fuel industry a year ago, when, when gas was when oil was still you know a reasonably expensive commodity, you know their short-term profits and screw the environment, screw the yeah, future, yeah, screw yeah, yeah. our kids' planet. Okay. We don't give a crap. Okay, uh, we're just making money now. We're right. making hay while the sun shines. <laughs> I agree with that. Now, I just I, I do have one more bit about the uh, press conference. I don't know if you saw this, but he at the beginning of the conference, Trump calls out Paul O'Neill, the former Yankee. 
Okay. Okay. And, That's weird. You but know, okay. <laughs> and he said, you know, he has a little dialogue with Paul. Oh, he's a wonderful person. He's a beautiful human being. You know, he's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, those are the three things that Trump says if he likes you. But I can just imagine I, Trump in the, in, the, in the Oval Office, you know, in the Rose Garden, signing a bill about his beautiful wall. And he says, hey, there's Jorge, Jorge Posada. What a guy. Yankee catcher. Hey, there's Manuel Rivera. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, oh, boy. Oh, we're building this wall. Oh, oh. Oh, I guess we got to send you over. Yeah, we're, <laughs> hey, give me a hand. I got to toss you over. Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. Wait, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around Paul. And Paul, on the last I checked, was a very intelligent guy. I know. As far as baseball players go. And baseball players, you know, not generally the most highly educated folks, but... Well, they oh, Neil, as far as I can remember, was sort of like a Ron Darling. He was a very, like, yeah. Ron Darling had gone to Yale <laughs> and then ended up in the major leagues. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But Paul Neal seemed very coherent and intelligent and well-spoken. And if he's a Trump fan, I know. Uh, that's kind of rocking my world a I little know. bit. Well, just because I grew they, up in New York and I'm like, mm, wait a minute, that's not a good sign. They also say that baseball players do crossword puzzles all the time. I can't believe that one either. But anyway. I know, I've, I've not seen a lot of evidence for that. But okay. I, I, we know a few people in the minors I could ask I could ask around. Uh, okay. There's, this is another thing that I want to uh, talk to you about. This is, this is what I call the dreamer double standard. Okay? Wow. Trump, okay. Can, Trump can dream about his walls and his Muslim ban. Bernie can dream about universal health care and, and revolution right. stopping Exxon from, from lobbying politicians. I mean, that's his answer the other day at this debate was, you know, how do we stop, you know, global warming? And he said, oh, yeah, we're going to have this revolution and, and it's going to stop. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> these well, folks... Well, he, he's a little bit light on detail sometimes, like Trump, although obviously from exactly the other end of the coin. Okay, but let's let's say let's say Hillary started dreaming about something. Let's say she guaranteed, you know, when people get out of school, they get government-sponsored jobs, sort of like the WPA. She put people yep. to work like that. She'd be labeled as a kook. She'd be labeled as yeah. this. Yeah. Is, crazy, is, a crazy food. Is there a double? A crazy is there food. is there a sexist double standard with? Hillary can't be a dreamer. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I don't know if it's a sexist double standard. There's definitely like different rules apply for Hillary. And I really want to like Hillary a lot as a campaigner, as a, as a politician. I find it almost impossible. She's so school marmy and she's wearing the weird, you know, uh, <laughs> Kim, Kim Jong, you know, orange <laughs> outfits these days. Like, what's with the coat that goes to your ankle? I don't, I don't know. I thought the Nehru look went out a while ago, but okay, whatever. And oh, yeah. she's sort of sexless and 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 grandmotherly at the well, same she time. She's a grandmother. Like, she uh, doesn't have to be sexy, Josh. Well, she doesn't have to be sexy, but like I don't know. She, she, someone's dressing her in a very odd way, and it's just it's really forgetting about again. Now that's a sexist statement that I've just made. You know what she looks like, what she's wearing. Who gives a crap? You know, Hillary, uh, Bernie is wearing. You know, suits that might have come from J.C. Penney on a good day, and and nobody seems to care. That's part of his charm. He's such a galumph that it's like it's endearing. Oh, that's just that's a whole crazy Uncle Bernie wearing you know thrift store rags again. Um, but I just find her. She said the other day in the, in the debate. Uh, this one I, I caught a little bit of about I'm not a natural politician like my husband, like right. Bill, like right. Obama, and she's totally right. Yeah. But it's almost like a Jeb Bush thing where she just, it's like, what are you doing if you're this unhappy 
And if it's this hard, and if it's this much of a slide, why do you need to put yourself through this? Is it ego? Is it I want to be the first woman president? God damn it. Again, you know, I mean, how many times have this? It's like, how many are you going to put yourself through this? If this is not your metier, if it's not your natural place in the world, like it was for Bill. Bill just wanted to hug babies, squeeze the, the ladies' dishes yeah. or whatever, and move on and just you know, and press the flesh as much as he possibly could literally, figuratively, and in any other way. And she's not, that's like painful to her and to a Jeb Bush, for example. And Ted Cruz can't like campaigning. He hates people. I mean, everyone hates him. He hates yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. This has to be a devil's bargain, ironically, for, for Joe Jesus over there. So, you, I don't know. You bring, up a, you bring up a good point. Why the heck is she doing this? Because she does, she does not have a deft touch with talking to the electric, talk, talking to people. I mean, I saw last night on Rachel Maddow, she showed um, Elizabeth Warren's speech to the senators about, you know, how dare you not do your job. Yeah. And also yeah. she had an interview with um, uh, um, Rachel after that. I mean, this woman is impassioned. She gets tears in her, you know, her eyes well up. I, I love mean, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is the real deal. She is the female Bernie Sanders. Maybe he's just the male Elizabeth Warren. She is so fantastic and uh, principled, and you know exactly where you stand with Elizabeth Warren, and she's a good speaker, and she connects, I think, with people. She's a little flimsy. Yeah. Yeah. As far as they go, no, but I want to ask you something. A little Hillary to her. Because you're out in the West Coast, I mean, I think of Elizabeth Warren as you know uh, <clears throat> Massachusetts and and Northeast. Does she have some relevance out there on the West Coast for all us, uh, you know, East Coast? Oh God, yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm an East Coast transplant, as you know, so you know, I may not be exactly the right guy to ask, but in California, and we're in Northern California, where it's about as hippy dippy pippy. You know, we are. Deep blue, so blue we're purple kind of a thing. Um, yeah, we love Elizabeth Warren. She's amazing. Are you kidding? I mean, you know, she has a lot of fans out here. Now, go down to go down to Orange County where it's all like, oh, they're still in mourning for Nancy Reagan. I mean, I, I see this. I work there now for these things. TV's up and it's playing CNN and there's this whole thing about the Nancy Reagan show. I'm like, oh, Nancy Reagan's still dead. Good. Let's move on, shall we? You know, bang, bing, ding, dong. which is dead. I, mean, I don't have a lot of uh, sympathy, and, and, you know, I, I hate to speak ill, but the one was 94, my God, you know. Who's going to go to that funeral? Who's left? Yeah. You know, that generation. You know, George Schultz, maybe? I don't know. Who's left? They're all, right, right, they're all right. gone. They're all ancient, yeah, of course, you know. Of course. Okay, so last week we talked a little bit about if Hillary got the nomination, who should she pick? And and to me, I'm I'm kind of curious. I don't exactly know when the timing of, you know, um, people choose their VPs, but it seems like it would be really great if uh, a Ted Cruz picked his VP now, or if um, Hillary picked her VP now. But but I wanted to ask you. We well, I think I don't think you can do that necessarily because the, the, the VP may still be running. You know, for yeah, Ted, it could be true. Trump that's or true. vice versa. That's it could true. be. Yeah, and that Carly be. Fiorina is certainly making a big play to be Ted's, oh, God. pardon the expression, bitch. I mean, she's just, easy, she, oh, yeah, easy, Ted, oh, no, oh, oh, okay, oh. Okay. She's a scary, scary Well, last week, but, um, last week we talked about Hillary's possible VP candidates, and we did get um, Julio uh, uh, Castro's name Castro, wrong. I called, him, I, called yeah. him, I called him Joaquin, which is his brother, so I apologize okay. for that. My son pointed that out. But I am, I am... You know, really thinking that an Elizabeth Warren Hillary ticket would that just be fabulous? Would that just be wonderful? 
Well, yeah, I, we had discussed that earlier, and I think that would be amazing, but I, I don't know, is America ready for an all-female, you know, uh, uh, I, there. Think, I, I think I think I think this is the now. year. Well. I think America is ready for anything. I think America, if they're re- you know, if they're ready for Bernie Sanders, if they're ready for Donald Trump, I think America is ready for anything. But I do want to ask you because I know that you might be a Bernie supporter, and we sort of counted out Bernie a couple weeks ago because he lost uh, Nevada. Let me, let me let me rephrase that. You counted out Bernie a couple weeks ago because <laughs> he lost a toenail or whatever it was. But, yeah, I haven't counted him out yet. And, look, the math is hard for him, and he's going to start to lose. You know, Florida is not going to go his way. I don't know about Ohio. But Michigan was interesting. And the interesting thing about Michigan, despite the fact that it was a big upset, was that the polls had Hillary up by, like, 20 points. or 25 points. If you you go to 538.com, you know, which is sort of like the Bible, they were so wrong, and they're like, why were we so wrong? This is so interesting that we were so wrong. And I'm like, well, yeah, but if they're that wrong on a kind of a major uh, contest, a lot of it had to do with, with you know, the polls. There weren't any late polls after the, down, the debate or the town hall or whatever. You know, these guys have been debating like 24,000 times in a row. It's like, oh, my God, I was living for highlights, and there's like 98 uh, Republican debates and 42 Democratic debates, and I remember in the beginning we were so worried that oh the Democratic debates had all been you know scheduled like midnight on a Wednesday <laughs> we're really hiding them, and but believe me there's been plenty we've we've seen plenty of uh, Bernie and Hillary going at it and then once in a while O'Malley when he was still in the race was like don't don't forget about me don't forget about me yeah. and she was like Carson ask me a question somebody yell at me about something you know so well, it's bad really let me, let me ask you something because when Bernie won. Um, Michigan, which was a, a real big upset. I mean, he did win it by 20,000 votes or something like that, so it's not like this landslide. But I got right. to thinking, you know, Donald Trump is going to be the, the nominee. He just, uh, the math is just that there on well, that side. Well, he's going to be the delegate. Yeah, he'll have yeah. the most delegates. Now, what happens at that convention <laughs> is a very big question. I, I, know, they I, know, I know, We can't speculate not. that, but I'm, but I'm speculating that he is the nominee because Okay. You know, nobody is saying at those debates or any, even John McCain is saying he will fall in line and support whoever the nominee is. So I don't think there's going to be, I don't think, I mean, this is the Republican base. I mean, Trump is saying text what Republicans have been saying subtext for the last 25 years. That's all it is. It's a reversal of script. So yeah. anyway, True. but, but my well, thought was, right, well, let, let me, me just say my thought. Let, let me just okay, say my okay, thought. Okay, okay. My thought is. Okay. When Bernie won Michigan, is this the best way to fight fire with fire? Do we fight? Do do we have a better chance with fight? Because we're not going to win the South anyway. Hillary's all all of his all of all of Hillary's support in the South is going to wash away in the general election. Do, do we have a better chance of fighting fire with fire with with Bernie? Yes. What do yes. you think? You you think yes? Absolutely, I totally think yes. And the polls back me up. The polls have him beating a Trump, a Cruz, or a Rubio by eight, you know, five to eight points, eight to ten points, whatever the hell it is, whereas Hillary apparently loses, last last poll I saw, loses to Rubio, which is just mind-bending, and barely beats Trump and barely beats Cruz. Yeah, I saw or, that. Know, I saw that. Two points I mean, or whatever. What so, thinking, yeah, my thinking is, in, I mean, this, in this election cycle, when outsiders rule, Bernie's exactly. about as an outsider as you can get oh, well, while still having been in politics for the last <laughs> 40 years, 
and my vote would be go with him, have Hillary be his beef. They would have to mend some fences. It's getting starting to get pretty nasty at those debates. They were totally taking the higher road, especially compared to the Republican freak show, you know, uh, 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 debates. But the Democrats ha- had been reasonably well behaved for a while. Now the gloves are starting to come off because there's like, they both got skin in the game. You know, he's got like a chance now. He's not just like this avuncular nutbag uncle character. He's like he's sort of a viable candidate now. And I think he's realizing, I think she's, she and her people are certainly realizing that. And you know, he's given them a much harder fight than they ever thought they would have on their hands. That may be part of what you're seeing in her body language. Like, oh, God, this is going to be so much harder. Yeah. The end result will probably be the same. But it's going to be yeah. so much more work is, and money is. and it's, difficult. No, it's, going to be, it's going to be hard because when we start talking about California and New York and New Jersey, these might be really good Bernie states. But <clears throat> I just think, you know, you put the two dreamers who are really saying nothing about how these things get done, you put them up yeah. against each other, and maybe the Democrats win just because I think Donald has a, uh, a ceiling uh, within his own party. But, uh, you know, I heard um, WNYC Brian Lehrer, there was a guy who's a yoga teacher, lifelong Democrat, and he was saying something like, well, if Bernie doesn't win, I'm going to vote Trump. I just want, I oh just, I just want to shake things up. And you're, oh you're, you're seeing what a this. You're seeing what a this. terrible idea. That so, so that's why I say, that's why I say this is the year where anything is possible. Hillary should definitely get Elizabeth Warren on her side as her, as her ticket. I know that she has said that she doesn't want to run for national uh, offices like that, but Anyway, that's that's my that's my clo- let closing. Just, let words. me just counter why Elizabeth Warren, why not Bernie Sanders? He's actually got you know he's got the organization on the ground. He's got people who are passionately voting for him. Elizabeth Warren, I think everyone you know everyone on uh, sort of in my shoes loves Elizabeth Warren, but for those who are not in my shoes, those who are sort of like maybe on a fence, maybe they don't know her as well. She's not as well known a public figure uh-huh. right now as Bernie Sanders is. Why not go with the, you know, the also ran, the Be- close number uh, two, bring that into your ticket and make you, you know, a big bam, one, two punch. I just think I don't see Bernie Sanders as um, uh, a being an advisor to Hillary. I really don't. I just, I just, yeah. you know, he is not a backroom player. He doesn't get good deals. He doesn't get deals uh, done. Um, he doesn't have a lot of accomplishments in the Senate or, or in the House. Um, I think there's a lot of bad blood with him and the House in terms of the immigration bill that he kind of just, you know, for his own reasons, he didn't stand with the Democrats. And, you know, I'm thinking about a 16-year trajectory where, Hillary, we're, we're, we're showing Democrats as the leading voice for progressive change for the next 16 years. That's why I well, say Well, there's no other voice for progressive change. There's certainly not coming from the Republican side, my God. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I think, uh, anyway, that, that's why I'm saying Elizabeth. I, I also think that this guy, Sherrod Brown, um, who is in Ohio, who could probably win Ohio for Hillary, I think ultimately yeah. he's going to be the guy because I think Ohio is such an important state that if you can't win Ohio, you're not going to win the presidency. 
Interesting. But anyway, that's I've never that's actually seen Sharon Brown, but I've gotten about four bazillion emails from yeah, him and too. Al Franken. Me too. Me like too. The, the I guess Sharon Brown, Al Franken show, and I, I get them all the time. I, I did too, and, and I, I'm like, all right, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, nice well, I, I did. I, I did some googling uh, the other day when I heard that his name was a was a possible candidate, and he is ha he has incredible credentials. He is well liked. He's a strapping. A uh, good-looking guy with a with a gravelly voice. Um, oh wow, that's helpful. And um, you know he is a true and true pro progressive for uh, LBGBT for yeah, um, no, it's, you know, it's all that good stuff. Right on, yeah. right on. He really is does. he too lefty? I guess you. I guess if you're Hillary, you want a good yes. lefty friend. Yes, guy, yes, Al. because because <laughs> she needs to. She needs something in defense of all this Goldman Sachs business, and that's why right. also Elizabeth Warren would be terrific because yeah. she is the ultimate non. You know, <clears throat> um, yep. corporate guy. You got a lot of street cred, a lot of anti Wall yeah. Street street cred. She has, you know, she is fighting for the common man and woman. I totally, yeah. that's, that's the vibe you completely get from Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good call. That's a, you know. Well, let's hope. And Ohio, hope. obviously, is a huge, you know, swing state. So, it, honestly, it's going to come down to Ohio, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, probably. And it, it's like three or four Florida, three or four states, and, and that's it. The rest of us don't even really need to vote. We know how Texas is going to go. We know how California and New York are going to go. It's very obvious, but... You know, and then there's those like the question marks, like Nevada. Sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red. You know, New Mexico could go either way. That kind of stuff. But yeah, very hard to say. Very interesting. I mean, it it, it is good theater. It's a good horse race, but Jesus, it's crazy. All the rules are out the window. And there's a piece of the New Yorker I was reading the other day about uh, just how you know the the fifth cycle, the second cycle of party politics. You know, first it was. It wasn't always Republicans and Democrats, and then the Republicans and Democrats weren't always Republicans and Democrats. You know, we swapped about 80, 90, 100 years ago. The Republicans used to be the liberals, the Democrats used to be the conservatives, and it's just like, whoa, wow, where did that happen? Yeah. And how does nobody remember that? You know, well, nobody remembers anything because we're not teaching anything anymore. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you have videos like that university, I guess it was uh, Texas Tech or whatever, where they interviewed <coughs> college students. These are college students, and they're like, Hey, who won the Civil War? And you're deep in the South. They're like, uh, who was in it again? Uh, we did, the Confederates. I mean, they had no idea what was going on. Who's the vice president? No idea. Just like, my God, these people are completely horrifyingly out of touch and stupid and totally misinformed. And that's, that's the American public, half of us right now. It's like, that's who's voting. And, and just going back very quickly, and then we can wrap this up, um, to what you said earlier about uh, sorry, I just passed the cop, and I'm in the and just got into the carpool lane. It's 9:03 by my clock, and the carpool lane is open at nine. I think we're good. Anyway, sorry, you think that 40 percent of the Republican electorate or the you know uh, voting base mm -hmm. is going for Trump? Yes, 40 percent of the Republicans. Remember, the Republicans are a, a shrinking party, yep. representing less and less of America. So 40 percent yep. of Let's say forty-five percent. Yeah, that's not enough to win an election. No, if no, show but, up. but 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 um, you're getting you're getting a lot more voters coming in on the Republican side in the primaries, and that's going to happen again in the general election. And you're going to get these Reagan Democrat people, these blue-collar workers, and these yoga instructors, apparently going over to Trump just to blow things I, up because there's there. I can't understand a yoga instructor voting Trump. I just. Can't. Believe it. Go, go, go on, Brian Lair. He's going to try. He's going to try and uh, 
outlaw yoga as some sort of pagan religion or something like that. Yeah. Well, there We're going to get rid of Muslims, yoga teachers, and who knows who, exactly. anybody who's brown. All right, Josh, like, uh, look, we, 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 we have an exciting week ahead. We've already talked for 28, almost 29 minutes. Uh, people can find you uh, on LinkedIn, Josh Lubwitz. You also have a uh, web page, I believe. I do. I've got a Levy Productions. I've got a face4vo.com. They're both ancient and in desperate need of updating. I would say to people, as kind of an uh, excuse, when you're really, really busy, you know, the website suffers. So it's good. I guess I've been busy, but boy, oh boy, those both need an update. Mm-hmm. Feel free, anybody out there, feel free to go take a look and tell me what I should be doing because I, I'm certainly not doing it right now. But anyway, but uh, and, um, and Chris, you're at, I'm, at Chris Ryan at Real Half with you. Well, people can find me on LinkedIn at Christopher Ming Ryan. They can also find me on Twitter at Chris Ming Ryan. And uh, they can also follow my blog called The Way We Watch. So there you uh, go. hopefully uh, you will get to work in one piece, and I'll talk to you next week, Josh. Thank you, sir. I've only got like another hour to go. It's all good. Actually, it shouldn't be too much too much more. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for occupying the time, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. This was fun, as always. Okay. Bye-bye.